0: Welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows. One of the shows that we have on air, online, uh, 24-7, here at www.centerlefttalkradio, One word centerlefttalkradio.com. Of course, as you know, if you're a regular listener, uh, that will take you to our homepage. And on the homepage, after you've admired the lovely microphone photograph, the very same microphone into which I'm speaking right now, really, wouldn't kid you about something that important, uh, there are two links right below it. And the first one takes you to a listing of all of our, um, I would say, all of our most recent podcasts. Since we put up two podcasts a week, uh, there's a bunch of them there. I think I think there's probably somewhere at least, uh, at least the last 50 or so. That's what our RSS feed, as they call it, allows us to keep up for you to access. Uh, but, uh, of course, the most recent show, the one that I'm speaking to you in, on, with, right now, that'll be the first one on the list. And you may very well have uh, hit that link, and that's why you're listening to us right now. The second link on the homepage, www.centrallefttalkradio.com, that is our radio loop. And that is a literally live-streamed version of this very same show, that's uh, being that, that, is, that resides on a separate computer here in the studio, and that by the miracle of all things uh, uh, internet-ish and, and speed of light-ish and, and uh, general relativity-ish, uh, basically goes from that computer to a, uh, to a modem... Uh, out uh, to a server God knows where, and from there to all sentient beings in all places, well, so far within, I guess, within the sphere of the planet Earth, uh, where there is access to the Internet. And and that is that show, then, when you hit that second link, shows up, literally, uh, at whatever point it happens to be in the loop that it's running in on that separate computer that I'm looking at right now uh, here in the studio. So you're listening to us one of two ways. As a podcast, a regular podcast, or as a... uh a radio loop, wherever it is in that radio loop is the same show one way or the other. It's the same show that I'm creating right now, as I say it live, but by the time you hear it, of course it isn't. And we can get into all of the metaphysical and the uh, and the uh, epistemological and who knows, even a little theology thrown in uh, that goes with those thoughts, but we'll we'll avoid the temptation, at least for the moment. What What can't be avoided, of course, is the perpetual uh, reality, <laughs> well, reality, uh, the the surreality uh, that that seems to pervade all things uh, human, or at least all things politically human, or or sociologically human these days, uh, largely uh, underscored by the most recent. Uh, large mass killing mass murder uh... with a uh, automatic weapon uh... by a uh, by a screwed up eighteen-year-old kid uh... whose daddy bought him uh, a high-powered rifle for his sixteenth birthday Uh, from a town just outside of Binghamton, New York and uh, who no one really noticed how bad things were going for him and who wound up with a psychiatric hospitalization after he threatened people in his high school and who actually uh, uh, basically uh, then uh, sort of, well, I didn't really mean that I wanted to kill everybody and the state police or the judges or whoever in the area that could have uh, enacted a red flag law, at least under New York state law, to get the kid's guns taken away from him, a minor already, even at that point. That never happened. And here we are, uh, two days after a mass shooting in Buffalo, New York, that left ten people dead in a supermarket, all black. And a, uh, oh, I, I, did I mention a 180-page manifesto put up by this kid? Um about uh, 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 race replacement theory you know race replacement theory <music> you, you know it's all the rage it's it's, it's what everyone is taught well it's what it's what all the crazies are talking about uh, in social media on the internet uh, you, and you, well you understand how this works it's 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 Jews or or whoever uh, be consciously uh, attempting to import as many foreigners as possible to Take the place of white Americans, so that basically white Americans will no longer have enough votes to control what's going on. And and you and of course this this being a practical reality because we, you know we know people are streaming across the borders day and night at all hours and are doing it with absolutely no control whatsoever. And that of course they're all there uh, instantly waiting for the first opportunity to vote. Democrat, uh, that this is obviously uh, must be real. And, of course, Tucker Carlson says it is, and he says it with a joke and a sneer. Never says it's Jews, actually. I think he calls it the elite has a plan to do this. And, and, and no one ever takes responsibility for some slight misinterpretation of what this all might be and how it might play on some weak minds. The, the, the toughest part of this... Of course and, and and this is and this is this was part of the beauty of uh, of Carl Rove's uh, uh, swift boating uh, notion of how to handle po- difficult political situations you know when you flip your you when, when you and your opponent uh, are on polar opposites on a particular issue and your opponent has the high ground you have the low ground well you flip it. And, and that's what they did to John Kerry, for example. John Kerry and, and, and uh, George Bush Jr. Uh, Bush basically, daddy had got him into the National Guard. Everybody to this day knows that it was just a cushy situation that basically gave him some way to stay out of Vietnam. Everybody knows this story. No one's going to, no one could, well, no one, the, the person who could have actually uh, put the final nail in the coffin, as it were, to admit the story backed out And uh, CBS had to shake things up at the top because some people had jumped the gun in saying that, in fact, they were going to have this story. And Kerry winds up, Kerry, the war hero, winds up being lambasted for having uh, gotten rid of his medals because later on he realized that the war he was fighting in was inappropriate. So... Bush becomes the war hero, the the guy who did the right thing, and Kerry becomes the bad guy. The war hero becomes the dog, and 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 this is kind of, in you know, in a weird way, uh, what happens uh, in, in in many of these situations. Now, and I and I may be stretching that analogy a bit too far, but let me explain where I'm going with this. Uh, in in the instance of race replacement theory, there is an underlying fact out there and that is that there are more and more people of color, of foreign nationality, who are coming into this country. And why? Well, this has been the case, I believe, for about 250 years now. We are a nation of immigrants. And as immigrants come in, they, they, are, they are filtered or, or thread their way into various parts of the economy. And we are approaching a time, mathematically, simply from a purely mathematical and, and, and biological position, be given birth rates and everything else, simple facts... We're approaching a time, probably uh, the people who study this, the, uh, the epidemiologists and everybody else, the d- d- demographers, I'm sorry, who study this sort of thing, tell us uh, anywhere from the next 20 to 30 years, we are approaching a time when there will be, where, where people with two white parents in America will become the minority of Americans. That's that's simple. Okay? So So th- this is just a numerical reality. Uh, Hispanics will become, and, and, and this and a lot much of this again, will be, will be intermarriage. We, we see it everywhere. You see it in commercials. You see it all over the place. That, that the standard couple in many markets, uh, throughout large markets in the country, is a mixed marriage couple. That's what you see in advertisements. You see it every place. Uh, it's, it's a common thing. It is simply uh, conceding the reality that's around us. So for, for everyone yelling and screaming, for every Tucker Carlson-esque sort, that basically is trying to promote the notion that we're being overtaken consciously for the purpose of diminishing the white vote, again, assuming, and again, it, it, you have to listen to how he says this, it's, it's, it, but it's, it's all designed to create the same ultimate impression, to get people upset to get people to believe that there is a conspiracy, that somehow someone is going out of their way to make this happen, that someone is out to get you. And I, Tucker, am the face of those who are basically being gotten, but I can tell you all these things. I can do it in a snarky, snidey kind of a way, and I can always hide behind the First Amendment and any number of other assholes who are basically putting out the same information in order to you know, continue saying what I'm saying on a on a fairly regular basis. Somebody did a study recently, uh, they counted over the course of the last two years something like 400 references, I got to have the stomach to do this, but on Tucker Carlson's show uh, that referred to the reality of a race replacement theory. And, and again, the, the the difficulty here... Is, is that there is a fact underlying all of this BS that there are, that the, the white population, the two-white parent population of America will cease to be the majority, people produced by two white parents will cease to be the majority of Americans in 20 or 30 years, give or take. To which I say, so what? I mean, is, is what exactly, and, 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 well, and, and that's the point. It's the reaction. Uh, this so what might be what I would say. Um, what, if you basically are being fed a conspiracy theory that says you're being marginalized or, or basically made irrelevant completely, on a conscious level by Jews and or others that want to reduce the white vote, whatever the hell that might be, you know, all white people vote Republicans. No, 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 no. What, what, vi- what, what votes Republican these days, well, we're back to the, that third of the country or less that's a little out of its mind. And it's a third of the country that's scared shitless because that's what they are right now. They're afraid, the fear is being stoked, and it's being stoked again and again. And, and when you stoke it enough in weak-minded enough individuals, you wind up with a kid with a high-power rifle killing 10 people in Buffalo and ready to do more and et cetera, et cetera. <coughs> then you wind up with relative silence or denial on the right, and you hear statistics about how, but wait a minute, two-thirds of the country or 70% of the country want a national gun safety registration law and who wants to have safe and abortions continued around the country and, and who doesn't want to have this type of hatred and who immediately would want to ban on all assault weapons like we had until George Bush allowed that law to sunset. And you, you suddenly start hearing at times like this all of those statistics that are designed to either remind us or, or taunt us, I sometimes feel, with the fact that we are somehow living in a country where minority positions, real statistical minority positions, are taking majority desires and needs, subordinating them, and and worse than subordinating them, mocking the, the, the safety and, and, and affiliation desires of the vast majority of Americans because somehow a minority uh, or people who feel beholden to this minority understand that by promoting these minority positions they can gain an electoral advantage. So th- th- this is one of the more egregious ones, obviously, saying that they're bringing in all of these little brown people, the Jews or whoever else. This is, that's, the, that's, the, that's the theory. To basically take away our vote, and the vote ultimately is the whole thing. Well, now, now where does that link? Well, that links to the whole notion of uh, gerrymandering. It links to the whole idea of rigging, uh, you know, rigging districts. It it, 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 all of that become if you buy in to the fundamental nefarious, the presumed nefarious intent of your presumed enemy. If you buy into it as a as a bizarre theory, then you begin permitting equally unsavory activities on your end. Now, now I'm not hearing anybody talking about um, uh, you know redistricting. I'm not hearing about uh, census uh, information mangling. I'm 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 not hearing that being linked. To the th- this most recent, you know, the 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 gun massacre de jour, but it, but it is, you see, it's it's all linked in because when all of this becomes when all of this becomes background, when 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 the notion of an us them and they are out to get us notion, when that gets mainstreamed. By a political party, even even if the Republicans are not oh, by the way, our platform is well, the platform, you know, the Republicans have no platform. They they gave up a platform many Lent's ago. They gave it up for Lent. They gave it up because Donald was the platform, and that's the way they are gonna go for a while, I guess. But when when embedded in your in your con in your self-consciousness, if you can argue that the Republican Party's self-conscious at this point is the notion that someone's out to get us. Now, whether you say it or not, whether you actually pronounce through your mouth, your lips, your writings, the underlying conspiracy theory that's driving you, the conspiracy theory is still there. And by not dealing with it, you are essentially, the Republicans are essentially saying, by the way, it works for our people to have this conspiracy theory working in the background. We are working as though this conspiracy theory is real. What we do is facilitated by an internalization of conspiracy theories like the Great Replacement so that we're allowed to do really nasty, nasty redistrictings and everything else, worse than you might otherwise imagine, to the point of being bolderized to the point where, where a DeSantis or an Abbott will basically have to be shot down by a court eventually. But but they can get away with it because somewhere in the, subco- not so subconscious, in the just, just barely, past behind the the spoken words of the the faithful of the base of the party is the realization that if we don't do this, well, we're going to lose it all in 20 years anyway. So we've got to make this part of our standard operating procedure. The only way we hold on to stuff is to cheat our damned asses off in terms of districting the districts that we need. We have to do this. In fact, By God, it's okay. Hey, who knows? Maybe even I can get sort of some kind of a religious authorization for it. This this is what we're dealing with here. This is permissible once you internalize wacky theories. Now, more than just internalizing these wacky theories, though, why... Why have we gotten, it, it's not just people um, able to maintain control, that's a large part of this whole conspiracy theory uh, game that is played in America. But there's the other two-thirds of us, pretty much all the time, allowing this, well, that's that, see, this is, this is the word, this is the question why has our political system congealed around processes that allow the uh, basically the the hegemony the the um the power of a minority to overwhelm the desires of a majority why are we allowing this, this bastardization of the whole notion of the American liberal democratic order to basically congeal. Why aren't, why aren't we pushing back against this instantly and automatically? I, 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 to some extent, there was the nefarious gradual processes by which a lot of this first came into play but now that we see it happening day by day now that there's you know there's the gun, the gun massacre of the week and there is the uh, the out the, the out and out destruction, self destruction of the Supreme Court. Assuming that next month they publish the uh, Roe v. Wade decision that's been passed around in draft form, that there is the denial or the silence on the part of the Republican Party to do anything to basically uh, reprimand or bring into line the furthest right-wing elements of it. that And we're going to find this out today, by the way. Today is a primary day around much of the country. We're going to find out, especially the Republicans will find out, which of their candidates are the most desirable to the base, who's out there voting in primaries, the base. Uh, I think Pennsylvania looks interesting, the... the uh, I think there's a senator. Is it the senatorship that's up in Pennsylvania? Mehmed Oz. None, none, uh, none less famous than Mehmed Oz. Uh, basically tapped by Donald Trump. Why? Because he's he's in show business, and show business trumps just about everything else for Donald, including whatever might pass as a political, uh, you know, a, a political uh, mindset of any kind. He just likes people in show business because he's in show business, and that's what he aims for. That and and being an autocrat. So let's see. He would be an autocrat show. Yeah, autocrat showman, I guess. You know, besides being a, uh, uh, a chronic uh, narcissistic uh, sociopath, but beyond. Okay. Well, Mehmet Oz, isn't wacky enough it seems for the electorate. There's a big field of people and some really 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 crazy uh black uh, female candidate who has also marched with the proud boys looks like the person who's going to come out on top. And, and 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 I'm seeing I'm getting this sense that we are we are marching toward a midterm election in which there's a pretty good chance the house will flip but the senate will stay in Democratic hands simply because the statewide races will be populated by Republican candidates who will be too damn extreme for the electorates. And 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 we'll kind of wind up where we were. It'd be great if we could pick up a seat or two. But by but if we lose the house, then we're back to the old Barack Obama. The eight, eight, you know the six of the eight Obama years, where essentially he was he was uh, stymied by not having the house and the Senate. And McConnell will uh, well McConnell doesn't matter. I mean you're going to have something as 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 spineless and useless as a Kevin McCarthy, possibly as the Speaker of the House. It's a it's a sad. Sad notion. Why? Why do we keep going in this direction? Are we consciously trying to destroy this country? Wouldn't Wouldn't it make more sense for everybody to sit down and say, "Look, I mean, you, you can't be the Republicans can't be that stupid. The Democrats can't be that naive." If we keep going with a, with, a, with a rule of the minority, where the minority takes everything over, we're going to blow this to bits. Everybody keeps talking about, well, you know we can we can't mess with the filibuster rule because when the next group gets in, they may go ahead and use this against us. Well, so if we can think about something, if we could think that far ahead, why can't we think about think ahead about as to what we are actually doing? The damage we're actually doing by allowing this minority rule to overcome everything else, the will of the majority, to to prevent rational legislation concerning guns. Why, why can't we do more rational legislation in terms of race relations? Why can't we do more in terms of policing? Why can't we do more in terms of so many different things that need to be done in this country? What, what is it? What, what's the benefit? Why, why do we allow it? Why does even the side that is temporarily benefiting allow it? Knowing, and there's smart people out there. Are they are they are they that are they that basically drawn in by the ideologies of their most radical people and they can't go any further? What is it that's preventing people from doing what is best? ultimately for their parties and for the country at the same time, allowing a major a majority position to to take hold. And, and and the only thing that I can figure out is that we've 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 created something and I and I don't know that we that we've created it consciously but over the last couple of decades we've begun Testing the limits of our democracy. We, I, I, I'm looking, you know, one, one, one if, if, you, if you could see where, you, maybe you could see where I'm going on this thing. That we have this, we have this bizarre, we have a fixation. We are, we are fascinated by seeing how far can you prod this thing, uh, how, how, how hard can we push it. When will it really break? I mean, geez, it, we 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 keep doing all these horrible things to it, and yet we wake up the next morning and it's still here. <coughs> it, it it must be great in spite of us. Is it is it basically uh, a, a way of proving that that Eve, as bad as we are, our democracy is better than the worst of us or it's better than our, our uh, unfortunate lack of, of, of a capacity or desire or insight. Our democracy somehow overcomes our own inability to function the way we always told ourselves we were supposed to experience a democracy, and, and, and we need to try that out right now. We need, to let, we need to remind ourselves that somehow this collective thing that results from all of us in all of these weird positions and fighting and going back and forth and, and bitching and moaning and, and saying what we're not doing and how the system's not working and how the majority is being overwhelmed by a minority and, and Trump is still out there, that all of that is part of a larger experiment, if you will, that we're all unconsciously participating in to figure out what our what are the boundaries, what are the tolerable, what are the tolerances built into this system? Not not what do I ex- what should I be doing to respect the tolerances that I respect about this system? No. What can we do to this damn thing and still find it working? You know how it take my God, as the old timex commercials, I don't know if you remember, if you're old enough, if you're a certain age, on the old Ed Sullivan show. and these were live shows. They would take a Timex watch, a relatively simple what I guess. it had a and they would strap it on. To the back, to the propeller of an outboard motor, a boat outboard motor. This is they—they'd set this up on stage to be a tank, with a motor, you know, with with the with the propeller part dropped into the tank. They'd they'd show. They'd they'd probably have a nice-looking female model or someone strap the watch onto the back of it, and then they would run the propeller. I mean, how many RPMs? And the point was that they'd show that the watch was ticking, they'd have a close-up, and, they'd s- and, and and more often than not, the watch continued to run afterwards. There was one particular night where the damn thing flew off the propeller and just disintegrated. You couldn't even see the parts of the watch. Well, they used this, this little catchphrase, takes a licking and keeps on ticking." That that became the Timex watch uh, phrase. Their their catch, their the little logo, the little jingle, their whatever whatever it was, and and of course, uh, you know, and, and and the night that the that the watch didn't show up, it was well. If we had been able to find it, we're sure that it would have still kept. Blah 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 blah. Are we in a mindset where we're trying to determine? How much of a licking democracy can take and keep on ticking? Is 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 that where we actually are right now? Are we are we at a point where we've kind of we're somewhere between giving up on trying to live up? to our democratic ideals and expectations, and have instead resorted or defaulted to this sort of, you know, uh, wide-eyed, drop-jawed, slack-jawed staring at watching this thing play out, and every time we do something outlandishly stupid, like let another horrible situation go by where some kid breaks every rule, where we don't follow our own rules, where we don't take them off the street, where the kid has guns, where he goes out and... Every, every rule is broken and every rational thing that should happen afterwards, get rid of your assault weapons, get rid of all guns generally, put a put a rational background uh, testing uh, or, 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 you know, selection... All, all the rational things we should do. We're, we're at a point where, where we, 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 we'll talk about those things, but no one really expects anyone to do anything because we're all in this collective hypnotic state where we really can't believe that democracy, or what we call democracy, continues onward even after we do all these things. To it. Now, I mean, which raises a question is democracy, or whatever we call a democracy, actually functional as these things are allowed to impinge on or impede what should be its normal process? Well, then we have to get into a definition of what is what are the bound, what are the acceptable boundaries of the definition of a democracy how far can things go in any one direction how how out of whatever the norm is and you have to set a norm before we basically say well this is no longer functioning in what we can acceptably call democratic form or, another way of, 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 of approaching this, we've already thrown out all notions of whatever a democracy might be. We have laws, we have rules, we have, we have, we have certain regulations that govern us. But, but bigger things we've we've surrendered those already we just don't realize that we have the the logic the common sense the the notion that a majority should be ruling with making allowances for the rights of a minority we just allow this to flip on its head we stop doing anything logical like having national gun registry or national gun checks we we find ways to thwart everything about ourselves. We find ways to to basically play up or or basically uh, give credence to the least rational thought processes of the minority within us that's usually been buried under a rock somewhere, at least for, for functional purposes. And we allow ourselves to drift backwards 50 years in terms of removing women's rights we we are trying out the the we are just saying uh, let's forget about even trying to define what this thing is the system is that we're in let's just mess with this damn thing and see how much messing we can do and yet find ourselves in a situation where we all pretty much more or less find it tolerable for most of us pretty much more or less. Now, when you put it that way, basically it, that that is to me, and I, and I' and I'm, and I'm beginning to believe more and more that's really where we're at right now. It's basically a uh, where where at least a, a large part of the country has surrendered. Uh, responsibility for the country. Now, you can, you, can, you can give underlying reasons. A lot of people simply don't understand how America works, so this, this may seem normal to a lot of people, not understanding how our democratic systems and processes. It could be, it could be lack of education. It could be sheer ignorance. Yeah, America can work this way, right? And you add to that, of course, social media, you you add all of the fake news, you add all of the uh, the conspiracy theories, and and, and you take that, all of that, in this particular time and age where all this is available, where all that's out there, and you essentially say, okay. in a country where where ignorance of what the structure of the country or what a, a functional uh, you know, liberal democracy is supposed to be, where, where that where that where the intelligence where the where the native knowledge of that is no longer presence, it's no longer in the in the populace or a sufficient part of the populace. This is the default position. We just let the country sort of limp along and go you know, jerk from from one crisis, really, to the next, and we wait and see how it all plays out. And we gradually sort of begin to settle on an acceptable level of pain. Yeah. We're willing to settle for this many deaths to preserve this group of of conspiracy theory fantasies to preserve this need for ultra-right-wing religious beliefs, to, to eliminate this many human rights just so we can kinda not really deal with the evolutionary process that we should be dealing with because Liberal democracies are supposed to evolve, and we're not evolving right now. I mean, we could, you can use the term evolution in terms of well, we're ch- it's change. It, it 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 also you know there, there, there's uh, you know you you can you can go into a destructive mode. Uh, you can lose mass. You can. Uh, There's all sorts of uh, entropic processes, but that's not the change we're talking about. We're talking about conscious, positive change that elevates us and changes us and brings us collectively to a higher level, which not everyone ever accepts, but the large majority of the country moves along with that. That's the opposite of what we're doing right now. We're, We're hobbling along waiting to see how much this system, whatever it is, this undefined system for too many people, and it's becoming undefined, by the way, for the most knowledgeable, because no one can recognize the damn thing anymore. When when the Supreme Court of the United States, when six members of the Supreme Court, in a 5-4 decision, the Supreme Court essentially strikes down stare decisis. I mean, what's, what's to recognize? Who are we? That's where I think we we are right now. I I, I don't I, I don't. By the way, I don't I don't like this idea. I, I, I find it repugnant. I find it against everything that I ever believed about this country. That I ever that my education ever taught me that everything that I know about law and everything I know about uh, good political behavior would suggest, that that basic human decency and morality would suggest. The notion that we would simply just let the whole thing drift along suggests that we're willing to accept somehow or we are accepting somehow and this is the scary part with all this i mean the whole the whole notion is scary but we're willing to suggest anything from uh a an outright change in whatever our governmental form might be to total destruction of this country and it's it is and it's uh, and it's take over by a purely autocratic, uh, you know, force. We can't imagine, I don't think you can imagine, that we will somehow evolve into a better or higher state of democratic, uh, liberal democracy in anything like the form that was imagined by the Founding Fathers. I mean, hello all, all originalists and strict constructionalists. And every, and every excuse you use to basically ignore the changes that you're permitting by not taking responsibility. We, we can't imagine, I, I, I don't know how anyone could imagine, that we are moving in a, in a direction that would result in a better democracy. But, but knowing that, then we would have to take responsibility. And when half the system or or the, one of the major political parties has now completely uh, given up the notion of responsibility, where it has surrendered to the uh, demands and and, and and to the um, uh, pandered to, the, the, the worst elements of itself, because those elements can be magnified inordinately by the information systems that are in place in, in this part of the 21st century in this country and in the, in the planet, then we, we basically are, are no longer operating with the notion that there is a future democratic state and I don't mean the political party, but that, that there is a future democracy process that we are aiming to further perfect in America. Right now, we're just sort of limping along. We're, we're watching this thing go wherever the hell it's going to go. And, and the excuse, that at least that the Republicans give themselves is that this is what we need to stay elected. We need to be in power. Uh, enter enter uh, uh, race replacement uh, theory, uh, and if we don't do nasty, na- naughty things, well, all of those dark-skinned people will replace us. Enter reality. You will be a minority. White people, too. I am I'm a guy. I, I, I come from two white parents. I will be a minority. My response to that in 20 years is, what the hell? Who the hell cares? You really think that because you have, that you're not pure white blood, you automatically vote differently or you can't be a Republican if you're a Hispanic? I mean, what the hell is wrong with people? No, you have to, you see, you, you, that, to have the fear that comes with that notion requires a conspiracy theory. Can't, it can't tolerate the light of reality or the light of day. You can't. You have to have a conspiracy theory that goes with that. That they're, t- they're taking it from us. And we have to be willing to accept that there will be some 18-year-old kid whose daddy will buy him a high-powered rifle for his 16th birthday, and two years later, after everybody misses everything and every possible red flag law is ignored and everything else, this kid goes out and he kills 10 people, and it'll happen again and again and again. And we become observers of this. We, we have one part of our democracy, which involves our military and our international activity, that, that's functioning on one level. That functions, America functions as America, as a recognizable America there. Our NATO affiliations, our, our, our military, our, our hegemonistic projections, the things that basically keep our international corporations happy. But our domestic thing, the way our people interact with one another, this is becoming less and less connected to the rest of the, let's, let's call it the, fina- the military financial, I have people who will love this when I say this, but the military industrial connection, the, the, the engine, if you will, of the country and and it would suggest that the people and whatever is going on politically invariably is going to get more and more in the way or more and more at odds with whatever the needs of this military industrial thing is that is that is the the bigger america on one level but but so but utterly away removed from the idealistic liberal democracy America. And for a bunch of people, if I'm part of, if I have a link to, if I'm making money from, if if I can derive power from that military industrial part, screw the rest. Let it go. It's such a pain in the ass to have to deal with that. It's just so, it's so annoying. People can be so difficult. To have to deal with their needs and their whining and their bitching and their moaning and and their racial differences. Just screw it. That's where we're going. We're screwing it. We're, We're really not wanting to pay attention because the sheer difficulty of working through a period where misinformation is so prevalent has become so daunting for so many people that there's too large a group willing to just walk away from the responsibilities of a democracy, especially as they apply to the individuals within that democracy. Walk away. Let it sort of do what it's going to do. And let's let's see what's left. I mean, we'll we'll invariably have the military and we'll invariably have the industrial and and people will, you know, people will find a way. But please, let's not try to solve these other problems. The military and industry, they'll they'll find a way to deal with the guns and the kill. When, When it gets too far out of hand, the real power will find a way to get it back under control we we won't have to worry about that if if domestic order got too far out of control, then the real power sources of this country, the stuff that really is important if you're if you're linked to it, it will find a way to basically stop things from getting any further out of hand. What does that sound like? It's it sounds it sounds like a, a logical extension of how we're operating right now or a future a future oriented extension of where we're operating. But but is it anything like a democracy? No, of course not. It's a military takeover, possibly. It's it's the foundations for a uh for an autocratic state, most likely for a fascistic state, we can imagine that it'll be a beneficent fascistic state, but, but fascistic states don't stay beneficent very long. Autocracies are not beneficent for periods of time, especially when you do have the differences that we have in this country. That's why we've continued with this experiment, this amazing experiment, where you take this mixed group of people, put them together, keep mixing it and watching what comes out and watching the changes in the education and how all of this mixture keeps supporting the growth of a country and it winds up being the biggest, the strongest, and the most powerful and the most desirable in the world. It becomes culture such such a powerful magnet for so many others. But what we're doing right now is we're sitting there and watching it fold in on it. So we're waiting to see, you know, how far will this star collapse prior to becoming a black hole? How far down can it go? And, and, and when it goes all the way down, even then, will we be prepared? No, it... it It will do something. Someone, you know, they will know when to stop this process. We won't have to take responsibility. Let it do what it has to do. Now, I I would argue we're there right now. This is the mindset. And, and by the way, it's not just the Republicans. It's, they're largely at the core of this mindset. But it bleeds over into everybody else. We get used to simply talking, 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 and nothing can get done. So, we, so that this talking process, this, this impotent uh, struggle, as it were, becomes baked into what we are accepting as a substitute for a functional democracy or a democracy that's no longer functioning by the rules envisioned by its founders. And unless we face what I'm talking about right now, We will ultimately be left with whatever results and whatever is the most powerful force at the end, and I say it'll be some variation on the existing military-industrial complex. They will pick up the pieces when the whole thing becomes too unruly, assert some level of order, and that's what America will become. Relative levels of beneficence and, and autocracy and intolerance and what is tolerable. And, but, but there'll be no real people talking about it. It will be corporations and power centers. And most likely some kind of an autocratic ruler. Or a military ruler. We're going in that direction. I just wish to hell we could have more discussions like this and admit to ourselves and Republicans, admit to yourselves that this is what you're welcoming. Better this than the notion, I imagine, somewhere in the back of your heads, better this than letting them take over. Because we're mostly the military-industrial. aren't? Isn't that what we are? Isn't it better to go that way and let it take over whatever the hell it is we used to be that we just don't want to deal with anymore? Do we really just want to let America default into whatever is going to come next? Is, is that really what we want? Can't, can't most people see this coming? Don't you see this? Don't you understand that we're very much already in that mode, that we're giving up day by day, the fundamental structure of this country, waiting to see what comes next. Denying the general desires of the majority of the population in order to preserve all of these little bizarre things that allow a minority to maintain control because we can't accept the reality that a democracy is not supposed to be the, the uh, authoritarian vehicle of a minority, afraid of its own shadow, fearing for its own evolutionary posture, and promoting conspiracy theories that will allow the least common denominator or the, or the lowest level of, of, of mind, uh, lack of, of thoughtfulness within that group to be lauded as the single most important sector, allowing moderate, center-of-the-road conservative, true conservative thought, to just get massacred because no one wants to face the reality of what democracies really are and how they evolve. It's too big, it's too frightening. You know, the old thing is, be careful what you wish for, your wishes may come true. I would change that a bit here. I would say, be careful what you stop believing in. Your nightmares may be imposed on you. A lot of thinking out there that needs to get done. A lot of discussion. At least to see what we're embracing, open our eyes, understand what we're holding close, and maybe, just maybe, find the time and the desire and the energy and the will to still change things while we still can. Little Jazz. Yeah, you know what's at stake, and I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, thank you. You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. If the reality of the racial change in America is turned into a threat to a minority, and that threat is used to basically allow the country to run amok or to be run by that minority and ignoring all the basic structural guards that are in place, then essentially we're going to lose what we have have and have to settle for whatever happens.